Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. When we recognize that we're all one, then being in sacred service isn't a heavy thing to do. It isn't something that we do out of, all right, I guess I need to. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> that, that isn't sacred service. Sacred service is recognizing that we are one with one another. And we are, we are one with those that we are reaching out to as a community to serve. We, we are all one in the light. And so our, one of our unity principles, of the five principles, the fifth one is, it's great to know all this stuff, but it's not enough. You have to take action. And that's about sacred service. That's about saying, okay, if I am claiming, as we are, that there is one light everywhere and I am that light expressing in my individual form, that my thoughts are creating this world that we're living in, then I have to do something about that. I have to take action in a way that suits me to take the action. Sometimes we may get a little bit outside our comfort zone, like giving me details. You know, that's, <laughs> that's not the highest and the best use of me. Trust me on that one. But sometimes I will still do it because it's important to me. So the time that I spent writing notes to people individually and packaging up all those little things, I mean, it took me a lot of time but you matter to me. You are, you are my heart outside my body. And it's worth the energy that I spend in doing that because you matter. You create this community that means so much to me that, that I have so much passion around. I can't do it alone. And so even something like that, which isn't my highest definition of fun, <laughs> that is still a part of sacred service because of why I'm doing it. And then there are other things like doing the Feast of Sacred Wisdom. It, it, you know, it's like, I get to raise money for unity and cook and have a dinner party and then do all these woo-woo things. You know? It's like, whoa, this is my wheelhouse. <laughs> I love parties. <laughs> I love playing in that realm of the mystical. So that's also sacred service. And as much as possible, I want to engage, invite you to engage in something that gives you joy to do and sometimes is a little bit outside your comfort zone. Because if you don't ever get outside your comfort zone, you're just going to rot. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Yeah. You know, we, we just have to stretch and keep growing or we're stagnant. And it's, it's always hard to step into doing something new that we're not sure we can do. I know, Susan, when you volunteered to lead the group on Wednesday, I know you had some trepidation about doing that. It wasn't something that you were practiced at and comfortable at, but I heard rave reviews on what you did, the, the depth of questions that you asked and how rich the conversation was. And, and so you never know when you say yes to doing something. <laughs> What, what will come of that? How you will grow? And I think that's part of why we call it sacred service, because our sacred duty here on the planet is to discover who we are and to reveal who we are, which is the light within. So, if someone asks you, like me, like, hey, will you do this? <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, I don't know about that. Well, what is that saying? That's saying, I don't see enough light in me to be able to do that. I am, I am defining myself by lack of talent or lack of time. And that's not truth. Now that doesn't mean you always have to say yes to me. Yes, it does, it does. <laughs> no. <laughs> my, my grandson, I know you love my grandson's stories as much as I do. He was running in the hall on, um, at school. This is two weeks into kindergarten and the principal stopped him and told him to stop running in the hall. And he, she said, you can't run in the hall. Why not? He wanted to know. So he wasn't signed. And, and she gave him some reason. He said, I'm tired of all these little talks. <laughs> so clearly, yes doesn't necessarily run in my family. <laughs> But it's really, you know, when we think about service, if we think about the job too narrowly, we can, we can get depressed and like, oh, this is, this is not fun. I don't imagine that when Dave Sullivan comes here every week, all the way from Black Butte Ranch, to clean this Grange, do you know that he does that? been doing that for seven years. Every week. Yeah. I, I bet that as he's cleaning the toilets and mopping the floors, he's not thinking, woohoo, this is so much fun. I like the mopping best. You like the mopping the best? But what I bet he is thinking is that he loves unity, that this is his home, that he gets to make this place look nice 
Like, I'm the world's worst cleaner, but the reason, one of the reasons I like parties is because I actually clean my house before a party. And then I love the way it looks. <laughs> You'd think I'd do it more often, but no, <laughs> I'm not going there. So I know that when he is serving in that way, he has joy, even though the task itself is not inherently joyful. And that's, that's a mark of sacred service. You know, when we were kids, I'm sure you had chores just like I did. It was like, this is Tuesday, this is your name, this is your job. I did the job, but I didn't do it from a joyful place. I did it because I would get in trouble if I didn't do it, or I wouldn't get my allowance, or whatever my mo It was not a highfalutin motivation. But I was young, I was growing, and I was being taught that as part of a family, you pitch in. And that was a, a longer-term takeaway, even though I didn't appreciate it when I was young. We are all now old enough to know that this is our home, and so we look for a place to serve. So maybe we step in and we host a spirit group, or at least we sign up to be part of a spirit group. Because as we do that, we make these tight connections with people that create this energy that everyone can feel when they walk in the door. We get practiced in the idea of reaching out and caring about others and welcoming others, going out into the community and serving. These are wonderful things to do as a community. We're not just sitting beside somebody. We, you know, we've seen them, but we don't know them. We're sitting beside people that we are interacting with in a deep way. And this is a great service. You've heard so many people, when they come up here as new members, say, I walked in and I felt like I was home. People, like... There were four of them in a row saying, I don't join anything. But they wanted to be part of us. And it's because of what we're creating, each person doing their service in their own way. So I really want to say to all of you, thank you for the ways that you are serving and showing up and encourage you to keep doing it to look for other ways to stretch a little more. Because together, we are embodying love. Together, we are awakening our spiritual consciousness individually and as a community, and we are shining a light that is so bright, and that is high sacred service to the world. We may be small, but we are already having a big imprint in this community and in this world, way bigger than our size would suggest. So let's be proud of that. Let's be grateful for one another and who we are. We are lights to the world, every single one of us. And when we serve, it is the physical way of saying, yes, I am going to light a candle in this world. I am going to be that light. 
I am going to shine that light. That's what we're doing. We don't do that by just sitting in our heads and thinking about it. We do it by doing something. Now, the something might be sitting and meditating and shining a light in that way. It isn't always you know, doing something that involves motion and busyness, but sometimes it does. Sometimes it does involve putting our money, putting our feet where we say we believe. When, when we do an offering later on, or whether you get online and, and donate that way, every time you donate money to this organization, you are being that sacred service. You are creating a community. You are enabling it to survive, to thrive, and to spread its light. If we, you know, that with the Spiritual Facilities Committee, they've been working on getting us into a position so that when a facility comes along that is our next growing place, we're in a position to do something about that. We're not just sitting like, wow, that would be perfect, wish we had money. So every time that you donate money to the facilities fund or you, you donate money to Unity for the operating expenses, you are making that more possible. You are helping us all to know, yeah, we've, we've got some financial substance here, which is another word for energy. We can already feel the energy. These are all ways, and I know there is nobody in this room, whether you got a little box or not, there's nobody in this room who hasn't contributed by giving money and by showing up. <laughs> by definition, you've showed up if you're sitting in the room. <laughs> so, really, we are all in it together, and I am so grateful. So let's keep it up and light our world.